Welcome to today's podcast. We are so excited that you have joined us. This is Sarah and this is Rebecca and it's my turn and I have been looking forward to this because Sarah has inspired me to read and to make notes. The problem with me is that I am very excitable when I have a good book. and i forget what to say and so sarah has assisted me in <laughs> how i should present myself which is with notes so i'm sitting in here with copious notes so thank you sarah well you're quite welcome i use notes because i want to make sure that i don't miss anything and so often when we read we're just in the moment enjoying it You know how you watch a movie and after the movie you come out and you can't remember the details? Well, if you're reading a book and you're really enjoying it, the same thing happens. So if you are reading to take something away, take a moment to just make a quick note. It will last longer in your memory. Oh, isn't she brilliant? <laughs> I'm very excited because I know nothing about this book that you're going to be speaking of today and The little that you did mention, it sounds like the kind of book I would really like to read. Before we started, I told Sarah, "Do not look at this at all. I want you to be spontaneous in your questions." She's correct. She knows nothing about it. Here we are. Anybody want to know what this is? All I know is that, that there is a certain sense of anxiety in not knowing. You know me, I'm I'm a bit of a control freak. I like to know ahead of time. Well, the waiting is over. But before I'm going to say one thing. If we stand still, the world will come to us. And in this day of solitude, we are finding a different way to connect. I have read 3 books that came to me out of the universe that speak to this i am going to give you one today it's circe by madeline miller and you have to wait for the other two <laughs> i love cliffhangers it's all about mythology and how we come to it in a way that sheds light on what has happened before you know i was thinking of the quote by joseph campbell when he said mythology is not a lie mythology is poetry It is metaphysical because the ultimate cannot be put into words. It is beyond words, beyond images. Mythology pitches the mind beyond that rim to what can be known but not told. That's fascinating. I love that. Can you send me that quote? I will be delighted to. If we don't have mythology, if dreams and our imaginations aren't bigger, we will always be in this staid, very confined little box. of the world around us we need to think beyond that circe is the daughter of a sea nymph and the titan sun god helios she begins her life in the halls of helios she's different there's something about her she's not as beautiful as the other sisters but she still is a nymph the truth as it turns out though she's more than that she's circe and she's been talked about in mythology and in past histories for many years because she becomes a witch 
And because she does something so dreadful, so unacceptable to the gods, especially Zeus, she is banished to an island forever. She cannot leave that island. And the story just unfolds. And it's a beautiful story. It's told by somebody who is experiencing loneliness, a sense of being different. She's not as smart. She doesn't actually know who she is until she spends time in isolation. And her fellow nymphs and gods make her feel less. And so she has this persona that she is not enough. She discovers her powers of sorcery when she turns a human fisherman into a god. She falls in love with him. But when he becomes a god, you know, when you become a god, you have lots of options. And there was many other more beautiful nymphs that he lingered after. He decides that he's going to marry someone else. That's when it all comes together. She does something so wild and so unbelievable that she turns the nymph he loves, this incredible sea monster, Scylla. Scylla becomes the scourge of all sailors. And she comes up in this book over and over again. And it morphs into the idea of a Trojan War. It goes through the whole thing. The Minotaur comes in. It is a wonderful, wonderful exploration of what I enjoyed as a child. This is part of a series of books, is it not? Well, the next one is to do with Achilles, with somebody reading it to me in an audio. And when you read an audiobook, if you have someone that has a beautiful voice, it's music because you sit there and it's like somebody reading your bedtime story. Mm, yes. What I found out of this, Sarah, we believe in myths, not because they're true, but we want to look for something more. We want to look at a hero's journey. We look at the superhuman strength and unfaltering courage, all of those great gods. And we say to ourselves, do we have a hero's journey? Are we enough? Do we belong? The heroic story is not only limited to Greek mythology. Rather, there is a common element through all mythologies that speak to the need to be a hero, a model, someone who can be emulated, someone who makes us proud to be human. We want that journey. We want that journey about overcoming an internal conflict and achieving external victory. Our modern world still holds these as precious. We pursue a golden fleece, the symbol of authority to establish our position within society. We identify with Gilgamesh in our search for the meaning of life. We have a finite existence, and yet we recognize the possibility of the infinite, of immortality. We need hero myths. We need the mythology of the past. We need it all to remind us that we are on a personal quest that celebrates the life that has been given. And the ending is superb. Madeline Miller writes, Only that we are here. This is what it means to swim in the tide, to walk the earth and feel it touch your feet. This is what it means to be alive. I don't know quite what to say after that. I can't wait to pick up this book and read it. I agree what you've said about Hero's Journey. And what are the things that are attracting us? The things that are even in mainstream, it's the Hero's Journey. You look at many of the movies, some of them are almost anti-heroes, but they still have this core of, of goodness and who triumph over the obstacles that are facing them. 
can't wait to read it. But this book sounds like it might be just that, where we have the opportunity to experience through her the idea of rejection, but redemption, even if we aren't the most beautiful and we aren't the smartest and, and we aren't the, the quintessential yes. goddess. That's right. The <laughs> penultimate uh, goddess. Even if we're not that, there is a journey for us and we can triumph and we can touch the earth. We can walk the earth. We can experience our own hero's journey. I was looking at Madeline Miller because I thought that this was an extraordinary book that she wrote and would like to give you a little bit of a background on her. She has a MA in classics from Brown University. That's where she draws on a wide range of ancient Greek and Latin sources. Circe is immortal, which means that any relationships she may have with humans from Daedalus to Odysseus can only be temporary. And the idea of what she experienced as an infinite creature compared to us who are finite. And even J.R. Tolkien talks about that in his idea of humans who have the gift of death and the elves who don't. And there is that whole connection with it. Madeline was able to take everything she learned and put it together and bring out the essence of what mythology was very much like Joseph Campbell, and was able to put it into a narrative form that means a lot. Now, I had the audio, which came with a list of all the gods that were involved. <laughs> I trust that you will get that as well, because you get lost in all the many and myriads of gods. You have the Greek and the Roman gods, and they are related but not related, so... You might need to have a little reference tab to look at when you're reading about this. The Odyssey was one of my favorite oh, books. Then you will like this. Growing up. Do you think mythology is now for us right now? Do you see it in your life? I think mythology is something that gives us an opportunity to explore that which is beyond our own understanding. I think that as humans, you mentioned us as being finite beings. We are so much driven in our society by the concept of empirical science that if we can't touch it, if we can't taste it, if we can't smell it, then is it real? And I think mythology allows us to understand that living is more than just that. It is reaching beyond. I love the words that you use, the hero's journey, because each of us are on our own hero's journey. And if we are confined to the normal and the natural, then are we truly on a hero's journey? Or are we just plodding along a path, allowing life to happen to us? And I think during this time of solitude, we have learned to stand still, to let the world come to us, to wait, to reflect, to meditate, to find our place in the universe. We are unfolding our own myth. We are in a hero's journey. And it is always good to find kindred spirits along the way. Yes, and I have found one in you, my dear sister. <laughs> so as we leave, I'm just gonna read the quote by Madeline Miller from Circe. Only that we are here. This is what it means to swim in the tide, to walk the earth and feel it touch your feet. This is what it means 
to be alive. And dear friends, that is how we are going to leave you today with those words of Madeline Miller. Take them to heart. We'd love to hear how you have reacted to this book. And we hope that it's given you an opportunity to think about picking it up yourself, reading it, and discovering your own hero's journey. So until next time, this is Sarah. And this is Rebecca. We're just going to go out and speak with Helios, the sun god. <laughs> until next time, take care. And be safe. Bye.